Welcome to Tackless Radio. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between to another episode of Tackless Radio. And baby, we just decided to go ahead and just throw a little something, something together. Just, you know, put a little beans on the on the stove <laughs> real quick. With a little onion, a little salt, a little pepper. Well, right, well, I'm right, now, right now, I'm whipping up whatever the fuck I got in the kitchen right now because I have my bestie, my boo-boo David with me to just run through a little shit I saw because... We've actually been having a lot of conversations about the shit we've been seeing online and having yes. our own little discussions about it that we figured, let's just go ahead and bring it to the pod. So this week's shit I saw is about dating and relationships and what the fuck is going on and why you all are finding yourselves in these horrible ass situations. And so let's go ahead and back up a little bit. Hello, David. How are you, boo? I'm good. <laughs> as I told you before. You know, we got that claw. So I know, no I know. I got my red wine. Ching. In the word, in the words of one of the best. Oh, I just <laughs> love this drink. <laughs> mm. Go, Jessica Wild. Adventures of a Golden Shower. Justice for Jessica Wild. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much, love. Jumping on the pod tonight for us to just have a little kiki together because we've been having this conversation in the dm and via text and i figure we just need to go ahead and go ahead and have this conversation in front of the world because i think a lot of people can learn a little something from what we've been discussing so let's break it down a little bit so the this last week we've been watching people have some horrible ass dating situations and scenarios first off Mercury Retrograde took a whole bunch of people's relationships between Jenny Ma and Jeezy to <laughs> down to Will and Jada and they tell all books. Everybody's relationship has been on the fucking rocks. Everybody's relationship has been on the outs. That has broken my fucking heart when Spirit. she brought when she brought us into the group chat to pretty much say like, oh, we've been separated. We will always be friends. We will always be family. And took us right back out the group chat. She came in and then left. <laughs> and they were my favorite couple. Oh, it's like I was really rooting for that cancer Sagittarius pairing right there. I was really rooting Gee, for them. Let me tell you how it, it almost took me out too. That's all I'm going to say. A lot of people have just been in these toxic, tumultuous, <laughs> tiring relationships marriages situations so outside of mercury retrograde taking everybody and their mama's relationship down this past week we've seen two dating faux pas one woman went on a date with a man who she clearly was not interested in because she left him on red in the dms for the, like the last year year and a half she finally said yes to his date and then proceeds to order 48 oysters and eat them all by herself. Lemon drops, side of potatoes, and the like, and didn't even speak to this man. Got her phone all in the food, being rude as fuck. And then we had the other situation with the other girl. 
that you sent me complaining about Cheesecake Factory. She's like, you see how good I look? I'm not, I, I'm, I'm above Cheesecake Factory. I'm not going to no Cheesecake Factory. That's a, that's a chain restaurant. And we were like, girl, you might be Delulu. A lot girl, of look people out here looking Wendy's ready. Looking McDonald's Ronald ready. Drive through ready. Drive through ready. She was looking drive through ready, complaining about going to Cheesecake Factory. Like, girl, that was a stretch, but we'll get into it, right? So we have seen a lot of, because it's not a gender thing. Everybody is going through some dating faux pas right now. Everybody is on the outs. Everybody in the relationships are going down the fucking drain. But I'm a believer in talking about things where we can be solution oriented, where we can talk about maybe a way that we can kind of bypass some of the bullshit we've been seeing out here in the absolute crazy ass world. So friend, what we're going to gonna talk about is preventative dating. We're going to talk about preventative interviews of said prospect. We're going to talk about how to vet a person so you don't even get down the road when you sitting across from a bitch who ordered 48 oysters and didn't offer you none girl because <laughs> that one alone every, it said everything it needed to say she left you on red for a year bro like she let you know she wasn't interested in you baby let's talk about it let's talk about so many men really feeling like perseverance is always the answer and it's not sometimes men end up in shitty situations with women because they ignore the red flags they're not the women are not the only ones that ignore red flags men ignore red flags too because she got a fat ass because she cute because she's she their her, preference she's the preference she light-skinned with curly hair and she get a little feisty jackie right up to, uh, i haven't watched a new season yet but still triggered by jackie just saying. Uh, <laughs> oh jesus we because uh, I, I oh jesus love is blind is my toxic, guilty pleasure this is my toxic favorite thing to do my toxic favorite thing to watch but but she's your preference or whatever you see she's not interested you see she's horrible you see she has a deadpan personality you see that she's not funny she's insufferable but for whatever reason you ignore all those red flags and you still decide to spend copious amounts of money on her whatever the case may be so it's not just women that be out here being delulu it'd be the men out here delulu as well because i think that man who ended up on a date with a bitch who had 48 oysters two lemon drops and a side a side of potato fingerlings i think he should have asked a couple of preventative questions before he took shorty out on a date and we're gonna get into it baby he shouldn't have just he should have left her in the dm where she where she left him exactly if a if you as a man, as a heterosexual man, are shooting your shot at a woman and she is not returning the same enthusiastic energy that you are providing, then give it up. Give it the or fuck up. Or she's not inquisitive. Like if she's not like, oh, you know what? Maybe this ain't my thing, but you know, I'm into it. Let me see where it goes. If she's not giving you anything that says that she wants to continue that space with you, maybe let her go. Let it go. Because she go. Because the truth is, this is a perfect example, like you said, it ain't gender related, but she go dog you because she she sees what type of person you are. She sees what type of man you are. If you're the type of man that's going to continue to pursue me after all of this trash, or I'm already treating you like trash, she's only going to continue to treat you like trash. 
until you get to a point, that's why we get to the point, not what we're talking about today, but that's how you get to the point of these abusive relationships because now he's been belittled or he's tired of been dealing with this shit that he should have said no to before it started. Listen, I'm the king of a preventative question. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm a gay man, right? So we're, we'll use that. I used to ask people the question, are you a top or a bottom? Right? And everybody gets so perturbed by this. Like, oh my God, why are you asking people that? I said, because to me, it's actually a trick question. Because I don't care what your preference is. I don't care whether you're a top. I don't care whether you're a bottom. What I care about is how you're going to respond to this. If you hit me with some, oh, I'm a top, I'm out. Hmm. If you hit me with, oh, I'm a bottom, I'm out. Hmm. And I'm going to tell you why. Because when I hear people have such rigid or like solid things around something that's freeing as sex, lets me know to me you ain't compatible. So that may work for somebody. Somebody be like, oh, he a top girl. That's my type. That's my type. No, 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 no. I don't want a strict top. Don't want a strict bottom. How I like to say is I'm, a, I'm fully versed, but I have a preference of topping. If you offer me cheeks, I'm taking cheeks. But if you offer Always. me, if you offer me peen, who, how am I say no? So if you rigid in one side or the other, this don't work. We're not compatible. I'm feeling that. You know why? Because I'm the type of woman who wants to find growth mindset in a person anyway. And if you aren't open, if you're not someone who can even just generally have a perspective, be met with new information, and then see the world in a different manner, if you can't even process new information in that way, I know for a fact that me and you are not going to get along because you may think because of your limited perspective as a man or as a woman, you're going to have a limited perspective and you're not willing to grow with someone, then we're not going to be able to go well because I'm going to look ugly one day. My pussy might be dry another day. You might be getting on my fucking nerves. But if we cannot intellectually connect, if we cannot emotionally connect, if we cannot find other levels of intimacy in other demographics outside of just like, body and sexuality we're not gonna really be able to do it for the long haul anyway and that's why i think it's a trick question because people think it's simply about the sex no no no. i'm trying to see how open-minded you are where are you at exactly exactly what do you do when you are met with someone who is verse do you then say to yourself like oh are you only going to limit my experiences because you have such a rigid outtake on your sexuality so at this I'm not going to date like, you. That's, a, that's one of those very amazing preventative questions that I guess it is true that like a lot of queer individuals will say, why are you meeting me with this kind of energy? That might be really forward. But that's an important question to ask nonetheless. And a lot of people don't like having difficult conversations, which is very important before you get down the road with somebody. Because what the last thing I ever want to do, and as a woman, I'm pretty sure you've had this happen, um, as a bisexual woman. The last thing you want to do is you like, oh, my God, this date was great because y'all having this real surface level ass fucking date. So you think it's been a great date and y'all get to that point where there's the same night where there's a couple weeks later, a couple months later, y'all trying to do the new and y'all live there looking at each other like y'all stupid. Like, well, who doing what? No, 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 stop, pause, because now this is weird. This is awkward. It's supposed to be a freeing, fun experience with each other. We're supposed to be sharing in each other this moment. But we both in our heads trying to figure out who going to do what. Or you don't know how I like this, or you don't know how I like that, or nor have you fucking asked. Because a lot of, oh my God, which is why I love to share this. I love sharing this statistic. 
But like heterosexual, <laughs> I share the statistic all the time that heterosexual women are the ones who orgasm the least out of all couplings. And that's because so many men enter into sexual relationships with women selfishly, not asking the right questions, not even being inquisitive about if they're doing something right. Just being so egotistical to assume that showing up with dick was enough. And it's not. So they don't even ask the right questions in turn of making sure that they're an adequate, intimate, and sexual partner for you. So if they're not even asking the right questions to get you to orgasm, because clearly women banging men, they're never going to be able to get their needs met. (laughs) Then then what we're talking about long-term, when we're talking about building a life together, when we're talking about children, when we're talking about like financial decisions, oh baby, we're gonna be downhill. You can't even have you can't even get me to orgasm. I don't wanna go to I don't wanna go into business with you. I can I think about... trust you with my orgasm. I'm not trusting you with I'm not trusting you with my money. <laughs> I'm not trusting you with my business account. I'm not trusting you with giving you a legacy within children. If I can't trust you with my orgasm, I can I'm not trusting you with a bank account. And trusting you with my orgasm means I can't even trust you with my body. Exactly. That's the that's first step. If my intuition and the and the red flags and the sirens, woo, if they going off, baby, we're not going forward. Yeah, because like I think about preventative questions that I am thankful for in the past, and in some cases I didn't always use them. But I think about like old folks back in the day, you know, like everybody grandma, if you ever watched the Tyler Perry play, uh, he always talking about like, you know. Once you reach a certain age, you can tell by the way a man walked that it ain't going to work out. I thought that shit was a myth. But it's so real. Um, And I ask a ton of questions in that space because I want to know, like, I ask people, I be asking questions on the first date, like, how do you see your family life? Do you want a family? Like, if you, if, if we, if you and I, I know this is date one or date two, if you and I were, say, continuing and we're together for the next five years, what do you see that looking like? Do you see yourself being a financial breadwinner? Do you see both of us working? What do you see? And even if it ain't me, am I just a plug and place type of situation where it's like you already have this mapped out, you know what you want it to look like, which ain't a problem. But what some people do is when they don't realize that they just a plug and place ass person, they start trying to add shit into the relationship that ain't, maybe you a plug and place, you here, you just here. Come and enjoy what he already told you he wanted out of this. But if that's not what you want, don't enter that situation. Fran, a lot of people don't practice radical honesty in that way to inform somebody that you just a plug and play type of person. You the sixth man. Okay. You're not a starter. Like you just kind of here for the moment. Is that a conversation that should be had more readily? I guess it's kind of like. I guess a lot of people get their feelings hurt, but it's like you don't get your feelings hurt on the back end. Hurt my feelings in the front instead of hurting my feelings on the back end. I don't waste and and don't waste my fucking time. Hurt me in the first two weeks. Don't hurt me in two years because two years from now, I have a too much history. And that's when you start getting people being petty, being vindictive and ready to fucking flatten your tires and fight your mama. Yes. Yes. But here's what it is. No one. I agree. The radical honesty doesn't happen. That's why I asked him. That's why I asked him roundabout ways. Like, how do you see your future? What do you want for yourself? Because if you, my biggest thing is when I used to interview people, strangely enough, <laughs> when, when I was in an American Eagle in New York, the interview process, as far as like getting past me, wasn't that difficult. I asked you three questions. I, you bring me your resume and I ask you three questions. I ask you like, who are your favorite fashion icons? What are some of the fashion magazines you read? 
Um, and where do you get your personal style? Right? All those should be very easy, simple, basic questions. You, and what I used to say, if you can't tell me about you, there's no way in hell you're going to be able to sell this product that I need you to sell. Mm. I'm telling you, you can't even tell me about you. So I know you can't pick up and learn other skills to tell other people about some other shit. Mm. I like that. I like so radical honesty may not come, but I love like I tell people all the time, I'll ask you an unorthodox ass question and have a whole like 25 different levels. So why I'm asking this question that you think is just a surface level question. Yeah, honestly, it's really because I want to see how your mind thinks. I want to see how you think. I want to see if you use critical thinking. I want to see. If you're a fucking idiot, I want to see. <laughs> right. I want to see where your ideologies lie. I want to see what has been an influence of yours since you were a child. Like me asking something as simple as what cartoons did you grow up watching can tell me a lot about you. But I need to ask those type of questions. And I don't really think people are asking the right type of questions. So Let's just kind of first break down a couple of the situations that we've seen yes. in the media. <laughs> so the two situations that we referenced earlier that has happened amongst the populace or gen pop, as I like to call them. And mind you, they may be skits, but I think even with But they're them, realistic. Very realistic. And, I, and even with them being skits, me being in education and me being a facilitator, I think it's still important to have an anchor for very important conversations that still need to be had. And one of them, I think, to be had coming out of both of those scenarios, the oyster girl and the cheesecake factory woman, is the vetting process of how you find someone that you really want to be with and no one is wasting their time. So the 48 oysters girl... And the Cheesecake Factory woman, I think both of them had different type of men. What was very interesting about the 48 Oysters girl and her date is that he pretty much ducked and dodged her. He ran out of the restaurant. He didn't really inform her that he was leaving and that she was going to have to pay for that bill on her entire own. He only ordered a drink. He said, let's go out for drinks. He ordered a drink. She ordered 48 Oysters, sides extra drinks, all type of shit. And he pretty much just like dashed on her ass, like just left, didn't say much of anything. And she, that's what made her even get on social media. Cause she's like, I can't believe this man left me and da da da. But it was kind of like, girl. But I can't the, believe he left you. The writing was on the wall. Now, mind you, that is the lack of radical honesty that we were just talking about. Because what he should have said was you got me fucked up. And I'm not, pay- <laughs> I'm not paying for all of this. I invited you out for X, I invited you out for A, B, and C. You doing X, Y, and Z, Audi five thousand. But he hit her with an Irish goodbye. So the honesty there, not necessarily all the way. We will, we'll break it down though. But when yeah. we do, but when we do talk about radical honesty, we have the Cheesecake Factory woman, where she immediately pulled out her phone and wanted to record the situation because she had a little attitude and the guy sat there respectfully answered her questions talked her through his thought process respected what she was saying and at that point I was like girl you the fucking problem he was like we had a reservation at four 
for a very nice place, the Aria. He was like, I made a reservation for a very nice place, the Aria, at four. I came to pick you up at three. You were not ready. So we missed our reservation at the really nice place. And it seemed what he was explaining to her was that the place that he could take her very last minute was the Cheesecake Factory. And that's what they ended up. And that's where they ended up at. He said, you know, I'm still going to pay for dinner. I'm still going to pay for dinner. I still wanted to pick you up. I'm still going to drop you off. Um, I, I still really would like to get to know you. And he said, even I was sitting downstairs and in the car for an hour and you had me wait downstairs and I wanted to come up. And she was like, well, I don't know you like that. So you're not coming into my apartment. And he was like, you're, you're right. You're right. You're, I respect that. I, you're right. We're just getting to know each other. If you didn't want me to come up to your apartment while I was waiting for an additional hour to pick your ass up. Fine, girl. I don't have to come up. And she basically tried to make it seem like he was the bad guy. And I was like, he can come pick me up. I'm Cheesecake Factory at this point because what the fuck is going on? So, okay. So let's give me a little mozzarella stick. Because, you know, we everybody is like, oh, the accountability of women and da 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 da. This is not gender specific. Both of those women were on some bullshit. I'm not going to sit here and always say, like, the thing about my allyship is I'm always called a thing a thing. And both okay. of those and, and both of those women were out of their fucking minds. And maybe the conversation we have will help some men understand that just because she got a fat ass and a cute smile doesn't mean that you don't also do preventative questioning before you take her out. Because you can avoid a lot of issues if you do preventative questioning, even for the fact that she got a pretty smile and a fat ass. Because you ask things about like, so there was a young lady who I want to say it was on TikTok, and she did talk about how she does the sandwich effect to redirect men. Instead of, like, flat out saying, she goes, like, he'll be like, hey, I want to take you to a Cheesecake Factory, for example. She's like, oh, my God, I haven't been to Cheesecake Factory in years. Not necessarily something I would like to go to, but these are three places I would love to go to. Can you pick one of those places, and we can go there? She's like, so I'm, and she's like, but I can't wait to see you. Like, I'm really excited about the date. Can't wait to see you. Redirecting. I think that that's an appropriate way to do it. Right. But also, yeah. first of all, I love that. And people are like, oh, my God, that's no, no, no. That's exactly what you do, though. That's what you do. You either redirect it or you get radical honesty and say, hey, I want to ne- make sure I have this conversation with you now. This is all out of love. But I'm not really a Cheesecake Factory type of person. That's not where I am in my life. I would love to not have to experience that. If that means I need to pay for and this is when you start coming up with solutions. If that means I have to pay for my own portion, that's completely fine because my goal is to get to know you baby that because the thing is like i am in a space in my life where i just like certain type of shit i'm in a space in my life where convenience means everything to me quality means everything to me and you know what if it's not in your pockets and it's not in your heart that's okay but i'm not gonna lower my level of lifestyle because we're getting to know one another. If anything, baby, if you want to Dutch it on the first day, because I know I like Nobu and that might not be your thing, I'm okay with that. Because I'm just here trying to, I'm just trying to catch Get a vibe you. real quick. And a lot of men would probably approach the situation with maybe their guards down and maybe a little bit more of an open heart if that was something that was on the table as a solution. Yeah. Um, I mean, also think that for men though, too, <clears throat> I just, the irony of so many things came to me today. Um, Lotto was doing an interview with somebody and she was like, people, these men want these traditional women that cook and clean and all this other things. She's like, but are you a traditional man? Are you the financial breadwinner? Are you building a house with your bare fucking hands? You probably not. So you out here want traditional women things, but you're not a traditional man. 
right? So it makes me think about that part too, where men, there's a space of vulnerability too for men, where it's radical honesty, like, hey, you know what? I appreciate that you sent me these three spots. Unfortunately, where things are right now, full transparency, I'm not able to take care of that. These are the things that I can take care of if you want me to pay for everything. Are you open to going Dutch? Right? Ooh, I love that because as a man, that requires you to be very honest with yourself, to have a level of self-awareness that maybe some of them don't have and to be able to get that fucking ego out. Because I like how you said, baby, if you want me to cover the tab, these are places I can take you. And if you're willing to go Dutch because you want a certain type of experience, then I'm willing to see what your list is. And baby, and and honestly, that that radical honesty is so beautiful in the beginning that will set people up on a very amazing relationship if they have it and they're able to really understand one another early on in the relationship. But people's egos. Because you don't know where somebody pockets at. And I right. think and I don't want to assume either. People tend to think that, for example, if a man can't pay for a date. That means he ain't got no money. Girl, you don't know what he's dealing with. He could be taking care of his mama. He could be taking care of her ex-wife. He could be taking care of two kids. He could be taking care of his whole fucking family. Yep. And I think about Gabrielle Union and uh, Dwayne Wade mm. and how she talks, they talk about they do things 50-50. People are like, oh my God, I can't believe that Dwayne Wade is a such successful basketball player. I can't believe he did that. He's like, she had things well before we got together that she was taking care of that is still her responsibility. And just because we're together don't mean that becomes mine. And vice versa for her. It's things that I had before she came into that. That'd be very unfair for me to be like, oh, now that we together, you got to take ownership of all of the shit that I had before you. I don't give a fuck if it costs $3 million and you only make a million a year. Figure it out. That's unfair. And unrealistic. Very. You never know what someone's pockets are like and why they're that way. Very. A motherfucker can be in between jobs. Right. In between jobs, especially out here when we are looking at so many people being entrepreneurial, we're seeing so many people work in amazing fields. But as we can see, they're volatile, like writers and actors (laughs) who have been on strike for X amount of time. Like a lot of people maybe put too much emphasis on on pockets and who can do what uh, and the image of being a good girlfriend or the image of being a good boyfriend or what can you do as a husband and what can you do as a wife and you don't even know if that person is a fucking good person. I think some questions that we should be asking, not even just other people but ourselves, is why am I going on this date? Am I going on this date because I want a free meal? Because let's call it spade a spade. I know several people who've gone on dates for a free meal and that's fine. But go in and you might make a new friend. It doesn't have to be a romantic thing um, all the time either. So I don't know. I just think about the top and bottom question and asking unorthodox questions to get to your real answers. I think sometimes asking people, what's your family dynamic? Do you still talk to your parents? We're not even having that conversation. Like, so in the early stages of dating, I don't think that pressure is the issue. I think the issue is society has decided for us what certain things and spaces should look and feel like. So I literally just told someone this the other day. I said, I believe in the number three, right? Wendy Williams talks about it all the time when she had her show. Three is the magic number. After three dates, you know if you want to continue. After three months, you know if you want a real relationship. After three years, up to by three years, you should know if you want to get married to this person, right? So in those first three, the reason why I say three months, because even at, at jobs, you have 90-day preliminary period where your job can fire you at any given time for any given reason just because. 
we don't know if your work ethic will be good. So what you do, you put your best foot forward. But after that first month, month and a half, and you think you ain't good. You're like, maybe they ain't going to fire me. I've been out here killing it. Then you start to relax. Then you start showing your real colors, your real work ethic. And that's why I think it's so important to also, one of the easiest preliminary questions is time. Give yourself the time to get to know this person. Like you said, I want to know if you're a good person. Do you still talk to your mom and your daddy? Do you have siblings? How close are you to your mom and dad? Because listen, if I was a woman, I want to know how close you are to your mama for two reasons. I need to know if I got to compete with what's going on with the way that you treat and interact with your mama or if you have a healthy relationship with your mama. Because I'm not, as a woman, I don't want to date a man. I have no issue with a man being a mama's boy, but I'm not going to date a man who is, is practically dating his mama and don't know it. And I've been down that road before and baby, it is it's disgusting. It is disgusting. Because, because she will come around and do and say disrespectful things and he will let her ride about that's my mama. Yep. Yep. These are certain type of questions that we need to be asking. And these are the type of things that we really need to be getting into that I think a lot of people just breeze past. A lot of people who really are out in the dating world, genuinely trying to get to know people, genuinely trying to utilize their time effectively and how they get to know these people. They're probably going to hear our conversation to be like, all right, let me take notes. Because hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, right? Because I completely understand, of course, being on this side of 30, I don't have a lot of time to be wasting anyway. Are we doing this or not? And a lot of people who play games get on my fucking nerves, not because the element of surprise is, ooh, are you a narcissist or a sociopath? It's more about this <laughs> fact that I don't have the time to do these games anymore, baby. So if we're doing this, we're doing this. And if we're not, we're not. Just let me know what the fuck it is. And like we've been talking about, radical honesty is just something that a lot of people are scared to utilize. A lot of people are just scared to be very open and honest. But I have found that people who approach dating and getting to know individuals with radical honesty and wanting to get to know them at their core and then seeing if everything else can align, those people end up being more successful in the end. And not every relationship turning into marriage means that that relationship was success. Different. Exactly, because everybody's level of success looks different. I have, I have girlfriends who have been in relationships for over a decade, right? Like marriage is not even on the table for them. But I have seen beautiful relationships. I've seen beautiful partnerships in the variation of what they have defined as successful. And that has been beautiful as well. And maybe sometimes that's what we need to do is take a step back and say, one of, your, one of our other preliminary questions should be, well, how do you define a successful relationship? What is this? Listen. What does a successful relationship look like to you? Because it gets is, specific. Don't give me the generic as an open, honest, loving relationship, girl. What the fuck is that? No, baby, no. that just sounds like rare fish, blue fish, one fish, two fish. Okay, some Nothing. shit. Some a shit we know. I want to hear stuff like a successful relationship is me and my partner being able to. I don't know, finance, have financial freedom to make sure that we can get up and take a flight every other month if that's what we want to do. I want a relationship where we support each other, where, you know, if I got to take some time off work because I need to focus on something for my partner, I'm willing to do that. I, those are the things that I need to know. That's what I want to know. That, that's what I want to know. Not this random dishonesty and openness. Okay, cool. So you want to have sex with other people? Is that what you mean? 
Yes. No, that's not. That, that's that's, not that's what exactly what the fuck they mean. Or do you mean open honesty? Like, what what does that mean? What does that look like? What does that feel like? So I think that's a great question. What does success look like? Even asking people, do you foresee marriage? Is marriage something that you actually aspire for? Ooh, baby, because you hitting the nail on the fucking head with that one. Cause you- I, listen, I'm going to say this, and then we're going to go back to this. Remember I told you when I first started dating my partner, and the very question I asked him was, are you open to dating? Are you open to a relationship possibility in the future? Not today, but it's something that you're even open for. Not telling you that's what I want to get from this. Just saying, I know that I'm looking to get into something at some point in my future, maybe next year, maybe two years, three years, but I'm dating with the goal of potentially getting into something. So if you are not open to that, let's just leave this at whatever we go call it. And he was like, no, I am open to that. And to this day, I have to remind him, that wasn't a trick question. The question was the question. Are you open to that? Because if you're not, then ain't no point for me to waste my time trying to get to know you, invest in my time, my money, and my energy, open my home, my body, and all those other things if you're not even trying to date. Because that is beautiful. Because that radical honesty is where you find if you're talking to someone and spending time with someone who could align to what you're looking for. And that's what I, and that's where radical honesty is for. Because you want to find people that you align with so that you are efficient with your time, with your energy, and how you get to know that person. But I'll even give it to you like this. Radical honesty isn't just in the beginning of the relationship. It has to be throughout the relationship. And I'll give you my own personal antidote. My last part. In words of Michelle Obama. (laughs) You right. I'll give you my own personal antidote. In my last relationship, my partner... I met him at a time where he was going through a divorce. The experience that he shared with me when I met him was that his divorce was good. It was cordial. Things were running smoothly because I knew that one day I wanted to get married. And I believe for people who want to be married and people who want to be in a serious relationship, that is something that you should ask your your, your peoples very early on because if like, A lot of people don't believe in marriage. A lot of people don't want to get married. A lot of people don't believe in partnership in that type of way. And that's completely understood. So I like to ask that question very early on because I know that's something that I would like to have as an option for myself. So it makes no sense me getting into relationships with people who don't see that as an option for themselves. And I asked him, I was like, I mean, it, which he could have told me, hey, I'm, I'm literally going through a divorce right now. Fuck marriage. Like I was very, <laughs> I was very, I, I literally thought that was going to be his answer to say the truth. And he, and if it was his answer, I completely understood that that was going to be his answer. But I asked him and he was like, no, at the time, his like divorce proceedings were cordial and they were going great. And he had a very leveled relationship with his ex-wife and with the mother of his child. And he was like, I'm open to marriage again, you know, you know, things in my marriage didn't work out, but overall I got beautiful things from it, uh, beautiful memories from it. You know, I don't have a negative experience about marriage. And I was like, okay, good. That's amazing. But, you know, I, I love yeah. to hear that because I think that's important for me to ask those type of questions to get those type of answers because of what I want for myself. And at that moment we align. So radical honesty means that you got to be radically honest throughout the entire shit because 18 months later, when his divorce wasn't going so well, 
when things looked a little different, when he felt a little different, he said, you know what? This thing called marriage no more. He was like, miss me with that shit. Nope. And you know what? Mm-mm. That's where you have to really say to yourself when you, everybody is like, I'm emotionally intelligent and I practice radical honesty and I'm going to, and I'm a great communicator. Da, 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 da. You say I'm that woke. shit. I'm woke and I create safe spaces and I'm, I allow my partner to come to me whenever they need to. And when they do about some real shit and you don't handle it well, that's when you have to say to yourself, did you really learn that lesson? Because when my partner came to me and he felt a little differently about it, baby, it hit me in the stomach like a ton of bricks. But at the same time, I really did have to practice what I preached. And I had okay. to say to myself, wrap yourself in. He's, comple- <laughs> he's completely open and entitled to feel differently about his experience around this particular topic, which is marriage. He's a black. As it's happening for him, because it's happening for him in a completely different way than it has happened for me. I've never been married. I'm not going through a divorce. I don't have to look at what my life was and then look at it completely different. Right. Blow the fuck up. My entire experience is different. And I have a child now. Their experience is different. I am very sympathetic to his experience to the point that I had to say, and we just had to come to an understanding that we no longer aligned in that way. So therefore, in a more healthy aspect, we just need to start breaking off the relationship and kind of just coming to terms that this is not going to work out long term because now he feels differently about marriage and I have to be open to that radical honesty that 18 months after the fact he felt differently now granted I will always give it to him that he started to tell me in a little bit more sooner than later because what you're not going to do is drag me five years down the road and be like yeah I feel a little differently about marriage because baby don't waste my fucking time and that's what we mean ladies when we ask for men to be radically honest it's go- it's going to hurt your fucking feelings baby it's going to fucking hurt your Gee. fucking feelings but I rather know 18 months in and look back at our good times and know that we had some good times and just allow for those good times to memorialize in the way that they do that you waste my fucking time you waste my good years you waste this good pussy and then I'm gonna have to actually put sugar in your tank and slash your tires because now I'm gonna be a crazy bitch waste my time that's how you that's how men create crazy bitches wasting our time let me sever this shit know what it is and bounce don't have me out here wasting my good don't have me out here wasting my good years and my good pussy because that's how you get crazy bitches <laughs> listen I'm only laughing because I had to I'm not going to say I just had a conversation with someone recently and I was like stop asking for open honesty you can't handle it they're like no I can stop asking for it because you can't handle it I said let me break down a situation where you asked for open honesty I gave it to you and you could not handle it and that person sat back and was like you know what, David, you're right. I want you to be open and honest with me. This very specific thing, though, I can't deal with that. I'm not, I haven't built the skills up to get that, make that a safe enough space for you to be able to come and tell me how you feel about these very particular things. I said, great, because now that we have boundaries and we have a clear line of communication, I think that this is going to work out very well. Because you're no longer going to be asking for shit that you know you can't handle, and I'm not going to be giving you shit. Ask, giving you what you're asking for knowing you can't handle it because that ain't my responsibility for you to figure it out. You need to figure that out, right? So I think radical honesty also is within oneself. You got you to gotta be asking these questions to yourself. What the fuck do I want out of a relationship? And you need to be seeking people who are aligned to that. 
too many times are we in these spaces where like I think about one of my exes right I think about something as simple as first of all I want to say in hindsight I was young and dumb me being older probably would handle that completely different now it's However, okay but, friend it's okay we've all been there friend hindsight right growth like listen, you know Kelly from Insecure okay. growth growth okay because I remember we were dating and things were going well. Like, we, you know, we doing it up. And he was like, how would you feel about actually to move in here? And I was like, move in where? I was like, your ex still got shit up in here. I'm not moving in here. So there are two parts of this. That one part I grew, the other part I didn't. One part he's like, well, I can't just sell my condo. I was like, I'm not asking you to. I'm just not moving in here. So my radical, that was my radical. I said, I'm not moving in here. He's like, well, I can get rid of his stuff. I said, cool. I said, but you and I have been dating whether it's been off and on, consistent, whatever. I said, I've known you for at least two or three years now and his shit has still been here the entire time. You don't want to get rid of it. You don't even use this. One of it was a desk. I said, you don't even use the desk. It's just here taking up space. Constantly remind you of your past relationship, but you want me to move in here. And I see your ex is still very much so present in this place. And I remember he was so butthurt. He was like, why would you do that to me? And I was like, "This, you're not listening to me. I'm telling you, now in time, when you are really ready to let go of your past relationship, we have a space to move forward in. I said, but I can tell that you ain't done. And for that reason, I am done. You just asked me to move into a place that is not even ready for me to move into. But I asked questions like, hey, are you still in your ex? No, I'm not. And it took, it took, and let me say this too. I think asking unorthodox questions or paying attention to how people respond to stuff is just as important as asking the questions. Right. Because with my ex-partner, I asked him things around his ex. And he's like, no, I'm good. I'm done. One thing happened. And I'll never forget. Something happened. Him and ex, like, obviously, they, like, almost got married. It was a very big thing, right? So when they split, it, was, they still had shit together. The ex helped him get the condo that he was living in. They shared a car that the ex had in a whole other state. You know, so there are still things, and I understand that, especially as an adult with a partner myself. But I remember his ex called him about something. And when he got the phone, he's like, I can't fucking believe this shit. And he's going off. And I was like, three-minute conversation turned into all of this? You still hold on. I asked the questions. Now I really need to pay attention to how you respond. And then I thought about it. I was like, how did he respond to those? I said, they were very surface. They were very vague. No, we good. It's all right. You didn't give me no specifics. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. The truth be there. We just mm-hmm. gotta we gotta be open to receiving it. When you pay attention to how someone talks about something, um, I went on a date with somebody here in Houston when I first got to Houston. Somebody I'm cool with now. Um, a trans person. Love this person. Cool guy, right? And I remember when I told this person, like, hey, I don't think this is gonna work out between us. He was like, Is it because I'm trans? I was like, No, it's not because you're trans. And I said, the real reason why I can't date you, I said, because you still have some things to work through. That I don't, I'm not willing to take on. Um, and I remember we had conversations and he was like, you're honest. He like, I didn't realize what he was saying until you just said it, to be honest. I'm so radically honest that it throws people off. And he was like, you're honest. He told me that my honesty, I told you about this before. He told me that my honesty was manipulative. And it didn't make sense until today why he felt that way, potentially. He potentially felt that way. Because we're so used to people not being radically honest with us that when someone does, we like, is this a game? It's a joke. 
oh, I'm enticed by this. Oh, I like this. I like that you're being real with me. <laughs> I'm wet. You being real with me. Dollar response. Okay. Like, oh, you being honest with me? <laughs> I like it. And they take honesty as like, I mean, it, it hurt. You know, so some people are a little are a little sadistic in that way where they're like, oh, you hurt my feelings. I want to hold on more. But you have to be fucking real with yourself and not the Lulu girl and actually hear the message to be like, actually, no, I can't hold on to this shit no more. I, this is actually this is actually my final season of this bitch. So do I want to go out like Grey's Anatomy and how to get away with murder? <laughs> OK, Or I want to go out like Bridgerton, like. Are we going out with a happy ending or not, bitch? That's really that's really all we have to do. When the radical honesty is presented, you have to figure out how you want to do your exit. And I told him, I was like, hey, I was like, I think you're a cool person. I'm completely fine still having some sort of relationship with you. Um, I was like, but it won't be romantic. And I said, if you want my direct honesty, I said, because you still have some things tied to your ex. I said, the level of hostility you had around talking about your past experiences lets me know that you're still very much so living in that. And I don't want to deal with that. Ooh, I like that. That is, you want to know what's so interesting? People say when it's fairly early in a new coupling, I guess, like when in a new stage of courting someone, bringing up an ex is like a no-no, right? They're like, don't bring up your and ex. I think that shit is so weird. I want to know how you processed that shit because that's going to tell me a lot about you but it's really interesting that we have this unspoken rule this, this that you can't taboo. it's very taboo to talk about like that person's ex or that person's past relationship or relationships depending on poly polygamy polyamory these or just life these ethical non-monogamous okay uh, consensual non-monogamous relationships and such. A girl all the new names and whatnot <laughs> girl the young folk the young folk the young folk been trying to teach me something i'm like what the fuck is that e n m is okay that a, is that a new pronoun but no a lot of people would say that that's just kind of like an unspoken rule that you're not supposed to ask about those things. But I think it's important to ask because I honestly, and you said this earlier, because I'm in learning and development, which is basically a branch of HR. I like to present, I like to approach things from an HR standpoint. I like to, uh, I like to approach things very business-like. So this is an interview. And if I could ask for references Baby, I would. I would love to call the last three employers of your position and ask about the job performance. Because if I could, I would. And that's how I would like to operate. So truth is, if I could call your last three references, baby, I would. And I'm going to listen to what they said and compare it to what the fuck you said. Because the perfect example is somebody, I remember my last, my last year's relationship prior to this one. I was dating somebody off and on pretty much most of the time I lived in Chicago which was like seven, six, seven years, right? Same person off and on, whether we nine months on, nine months off, three months here, seven months here, one full year here, we were doing it, right? The whole time. And somebody came to me one day, I was like, oh my God, how long did you date this person? I was like, it's been, you know, off and on, the same way. I was like, it's been off and on for like the last five years. They're like, mm, his timeline don't match what yours is. I said, I can probably, I said, because I know this person, I said, I can guarantee you what he told you the timeline was. And as we got started talking, I was like, yeah. I said, I know who you are. 
that's how close the timeline is. So, so if you if you are have you are unclear as to how close I was with this person, I was I was dating this person. I said, let me be clear. I said, you don't ever have to tell me to confirm or deny. I said, but I know that you fucked my ex. You want to how you know you fucked my ex? I said, because that three month time that you stopped fucking with his best friend to fuck with him, I was there. Oh, baby, the telenovela. I... No, but I was like, I say, like, but at that time we were not together. We were just friends. I said, so I said, or little things like I log, I said, I had access to his house. I had a spare key to his, his, his condo. Ooh. I said, I got on his computer and I realized that the last email address was that logged into Gmail wasn't his. It was his best friend's ex. And when I asked the ex about it, he's like, oh no, he's just a cool person. I've never been over there. Lies. Cause I saw you logged into the email. Baby. Baby. So, but so when y'all say, so when I say like, if I could go back and get, and the other thing is, strangely, I would want to know what my exes wanted to say about me. And I'm so weird in that way. Like, I want to know what they're saying. What? You want your Yelp reviews? Is that what you Girl, say? Girl, yes. Yes. Good, bad, and ugly. Because I arrogantly at this point. I'm not going to lie. I would, I would, I would want to know. I kind of would. Low-key, they got to be anonymous. But I would want to know. I would know. I arrogantly don't. I can't ar- arrogantly right now, and I'm saying arrogantly, overconfidently, I can't think of many negative things my exes can say about me. Like, I can think about some of the negative experiences they may have had, but I've had exes come back to me after the fact and thank me. Mm-hmm. One of my exes literally within this year was like, David, thank you. He was like, I couldn't see it when we were together. He was like, but you challenged me in so many ways that I didn't even think I needed to be challenged. He like, meeting you and dating you literally changed my life he was like if it wasn't for you he was like i had he like my circle was predominantly white he said now i said it's predominantly black i've noticed i said you're more in turn with your side as being a black person i said you're no longer talking black person in all your little white spaces i said you're not that your little white friend using the n-word and not correcting him about it no more i guarantee you and him ain't friends no more he's like no we're not that close i said i told you that we was dating that y'all won't go be that close if you ever got into with yourself for real He's like, yeah, I wasn't ready to deal with that at the time. I said, I see. But I'm glad that you grew up and you learned. Thank you so much, boo, for being here today. Allowing for us, allowing for me to do a little deep dive with you on a lot of the shit that we saw. But more so provide some actionable, solution-oriented perspectives to the conversation around dating. And it's horrible, horrible. Horrible scenes scenarios and situations thank you so much and thank you to everyone who joined us today and listened and i will see you next tuesday (laughs) peace love and hair grease y'all it's me valentina you gotta do it again you